would ask that you'd turn with me in your copy of the scriptures to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3, and we'll be looking at verses 8 through 13. Here we find that Paul lays out before Timothy the qualifications for a deacon. And uh, these were the qualifications that uh, the church was already asked in advance to look carefully over when uh, Jake was uh, being considered for the office of deacon before the vote was taken. Um, But let me read this again as a very important reminder and I think a very helpful framing of what we're doing this evening Let's hear God's word, 1 Timothy 3 and verse 8. Deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Verse 11, their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons, gain a good understanding for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then based on this passage of Scripture, if you'll take your copy of the Confession of Faith, if you don't have your own copy, you can turn in the Trinity Hymnal, the very back of the Blue Trinity Hymnal, probably 682 would put us in the neighborhood of chapter 26, and we want to focus again this evening at uh, paragraph 8 and 9. So 26.8 and .9. And once again, this just helps us to see how we are following a trajectory that has been set before us uh, many years ago, and that we are not being creative or inventive or innovative, um, but we are uh, following uh, the pattern of sound words and uh, interpreting scripture in the great tradition. So in chapter 26, paragraph 8, we read, a particular church gathered and completely organized according to the mind of Christ, consists of officers and members. And the officers appointed by Christ to be chosen and set apart by the church, so-called and gathered, for the peculiar administration of ordinances and execution of power or duty, which he entrusts them with or calls them to, to be continued to the end of the world, are bishops or elders, and deacons. In paragraph 9, the way appointed by Christ for the calling of any person 
fitted and gifted by the Holy Spirit unto the office of bishop or elder in a church is that he be chosen thereunto by the common suffrage of the church itself. And what that is referring to is the the vote, the majority vote of the members, and that has already taken place. It continues by saying, and solemnly set apart by fasting and prayer with imposition of hands of the eldership of the church. And that imposition of hands of the eldership is what will be taking place here shortly. It continues, if there be any before constituted therein, and of a deacon, that he be chosen by the like suffrage and set apart by prayer and the like imposition of hands. So it's a very important, God-ordained ministry of the church to acknowledge the officers and to set them apart with prayer for elders, fasting, uh, and with the imposition of the laying on of hands. And uh, so that is why we are here this evening, to follow our Lord's instructions and directions, and uh, may he be with us as we follow through uh, with that this evening. Uh, David will come now, Pastor David, and uh, give a charge to you, the congregation. I think it was a typo. I'm sorry I'm out of uniform. It's uh, the Lord's uh, chastisement of me for rebuking David for not having his jacket this morning. And then mine's at home. So, And I won't ask our brother to stand because we don't see that in the scripture. Um, if you can, please turn to Joshua 14. I would like to read to you verses 6 through 14. Then the people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kizanite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God in Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought him word as it was in my heart. But my brothers went up. They who were with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord your God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, just as he said these 45 years since the time the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now, behold, I am this day 85 years old, and I am still strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength then for war, for going out and coming. So now give me the hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day, for you heard on that day how Anakin were how the Anakim were there with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall drive them out 
as the Lord said. Then Joshua blessed him and gave him Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Therefore Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kinzonite to this day, because he followed the Lord wholly. He wholly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. Jake Sullivan, you have been nominated to the office of deacon. Uh, you were nominated because your character was sound and in keeping with the scripture for the office. You and your wife have a heart and love that uh, we have seen because you already voluntarily served the Lord in this church, ministering to those in need. After examination by your pastor and the congregation over this last year, you have been uh, called to the church to serve as a deacon. And this charge I give you on behalf of Christ is to do what you have already been doing. I charge you to wholly follow the Lord your God with all your heart by loving Jesus Christ. Positively, we see this in Christ saying, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments in John 14, 15. Jesus calls us to be obedient to his law. Jesus merited the law so that we may only follow it as a rule of life. Second table being summed up in the words, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And prohibitively, in Ephesians 5.11, and do not, do not participate in the unfaithful deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And then I charge you to maintain the character of a servant of an office bearer of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to do that, you must continue in your love for your wife. Likewise, husbands, love your wives with an understand. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. And to continue to love your children. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And I charge you, Jake, to wholly follow the Lord your God by growing in the knowledge of God, so that you will love him and love God, not in ignorance, but in knowledge. So that we love a God and know a God who is not a God of our own imagination. As Paul said, being then offspring of God, we ought not to think of the divine being like gold or silver or some uh, or stone, or an image formed by the art of our own imagination, Acts 17, 29. And also to, uh, so that you persevere in unity through agreement in the truth. Truth must be the vehicle of unity and peace, not the absence of disagreement by the jettisoning of truth. Uh, John said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. John 1.4, and Jesus said, God is spirit, and those who worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. And Jesus also prayed to the Father, sanctify them um, in the truth, thy word is truth. And then Jake fully subscribed to the Second London Baptist Confession. It is the document which we believe uh, accurately summarizes uh, important aspects of the scripture 
in terms of uh, doctrine and um, how we are to conduct ourselves, and that if you find at some point you are not in agreement, full agreement with the confession, that you'll come to your pastors and say, uh, I, have, I have found that I disagree with this, that we may uh, move forward in integrity. And then I charge you, Jake, to, follow, uh, to wholly follow the Lord your God by praying without ceasing, because you are called to do a job which is uh, beyond the ability of man. Uh, we pray that you would pray for the salvation of the lost, uh, the evangelism and the, uh, that we need to conduct, and the growth of the kingdom of God, 1 Timothy 2, 1. Uh, for unity, Timothy 2, 1 Timothy 2, 8 says, For I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or quarreling. And then I pray that you would pray without ceasing because you face great difficulty. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, Paul wrote to the Philippians in chapter 4, verse 6. And then I charge you to wholly follow the Lord your God by serving Christ's bride, the church. Jesus Christ holds all the offices of the church, prophet, priest, king, apostle, and deacon, Jesus was first the apostle of God to the world, and Jesus Christ was the one who first held the office of deacon, we find in Romans 15, 8, where Paul says, For I tell you that Christ became the servant, the diakonos in the Greek, to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. And then Christ is the Lord of glory, who stooped down to wash the feet of the apostles, uh, or the disciples, showing that his officers are to be the servants of the Lord. Verse uh, John fourteen, uh, John thirteen, verse twelve, and these things uh, we charge you as representatives of the Lord and this church that you will fulfill in your duty as an officer of deacon. Well, it is my task tonight to give a charge to us as the members of Grace Covenant Church with regards to how we are to receive our brother and to think and treat the office of deacon and those who bear that office in our midst. So tonight I have five ways our congregation might respond to God's gift of the deacons. Firstly, to pray for them. The work of a deacon is often difficult. It is probably one of the least glamorous uh, jobs within the body of Christ. So we ought to make time to at least pray for our deacons. And what might we pray for our newest deacon, Jake, as well as all of the deacons and even our elders as well? Well, consider these specific prayer needs. First, personal holiness. Pray that Jake and all of our church officers would maintain a right relationship between themselves and their God Pray for the Lord to protect them from sin and temptation. Pray for them to mortify the flesh and to be sanctified as they pursue Christ daily. Secondly, doctrinal integrity. 
Pray that Jake and all of our church officers would keep the faith once and for all delivered to the saints, or the mystery of the faith, as 1 Timothy 3 says. Pray that they would not waver from these truths that we confess. Thirdly, faithfulness at home. Pray for God to preserve the marriages of our deacons and elders and help them as they minister to their families at home, since that ministry is indeed their first ministry calling as husbands and fathers, and it is likewise a qualification for uh, their office in 1 Timothy 3, 11 and 12 for the deacon. Fourthly, time management. Deacons often have other jobs and responsibilities outside of the business of the church. I don't think we have, we, we have one deacon here that wouldn't covet your prayers for the grace of God in their lives to enable them to manage their time well so that they can do what they were called to do by us and by God to serve the many needs of this church well while still tending to their other personal family and work obligations. And fifthly, perseverance. Pray for the long-term success of our deacons. Pray that they would not burn out quickly, but that they would work like uh, the picture of the busy farmer who is in it for the long haul, uh, planting each year and plowing each year and year over year doing the same things in order to see that harvest reaped. So first, pray for them. Secondly, we are to encourage them. Having set Jake apart for diaconal service, we now ought to encourage Jake in the months and hopefully years and decades to come as he serves us here at Grace Covenant. While we encourage Jake, certainly by our prayers, firstly, we also ought to encourage him by our words of encouragement. Proverbs 12.25 says that anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Let Jake and the deacons know that you pray for them, know that you are thankful for them, and encourage them. And why ought we to encourage our deacons with good words? We ought to encourage them first because we recognize that their office is God-ordained. We recognize that it is God who has called them to this office. And so when we encourage them in their service, in their office and responsibilities, we are actually glorifying the God who called them to it. Second, we, want, we ought to encourage our deacons because the reality is the health of the local church can often be determined in large part by the health of its church officers. We want to encourage Jake to be faithful in his walk and his formal calling so that the church as a whole That all of us are strengthened from pastors to members. We are all prospering together and strengthened by Jake and the deacon's service to all of us. It was Southern Baptist theologian J.L. Dagg who wrote in the 1800s, If deacons were everywhere active in holding up the hands of the pastors, as Aaron and Hur held up the hands of Moses, the prosperity of the churches would be greatly advanced, and the success of the gospel far more abundant. Because not all members are necessarily able to hold up the hands of their pastors in the same way that deacons often do, if we want our pastors to be strengthened in their calling, we do well to encourage the deacons to be strengthened in their calling. And as Dag points out, this has a direct benefit to the whole church as well and the advancement of the gospel. Thirdly, support them. 
Not only do we support our deacons by praying for them and certainly encouraging them with our words, but we support our deacons even more tangibly in at least two ways. First, generously giving our finances. Our particular Baptist forefather, Nehemiah Cox, wrote, To the congregation, it is your duty to give respect to your deacons as esteeming them as esteeming their service in the church useful and honorable. But especially your duty is to encourage them in their work by a free and plentiful contribution to the poor, that out of the abundance of those that enjoy plenty, they may always have a sufficiency to provide for the relief of those that suffer want. Remember, as I read this morning from 1 Timothy chapter 6, 18 and 19, it is for all of us to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. In a sermon preached on the occasion of the ordination of one Mr. Zechariah Thayer to the office of deacon in the old or first gathered church in Boston in May, 20, May 23rd, 1731, Pastor Thomas Foxcroft of that same church said in one sermon, And if the churches did their duty concerning the collection for the saints, everyone contributing as God hath prospered them, there would be a sufficiency of work for the officers that Christ has instituted to serve tables. The diaconate is who he's referring to here. And as for them, Foxcroft goes on to say, how would it encourage their hearts to see the churches they respectively serve taking a proper care that they may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works for the house of their God and for the offices thereof? How gladly would they receive the gift and take upon them the fellowship of ministering unto the saints when they see you with a perfect heart offering willingly to the Lord as a matter of bounty and not of covetousness. Their souls will bless you, yea, and the Lord your God will bless you. He will smell in the solemn assembly the sweet odor of your offerings and will cause his blessing to rest in your houses. So we support our deacons by generously giving of our money and secondly, by generously giving of our time. The deacons may at times seem to have superhuman powers. I've observed it. I've been in awe of it many times. Uh, And I'm so thankful for all that our deacons do. But the reality is they can only do so much. Uh, Just ask their wives. We have four deacons now, and we thank God for you. But we only have four deacons. And there is much work to be done. Enough for double that, at least. From the church's finances to the church's facility and much, much more, the deacons help minister mercy among us, but they can use the help of the rest of the church. Thus, it is the congregation's responsibility to place ourselves at their disposal when they call upon us to serve as they need our help. Perhaps this might be the perfect time to mention that there is a work party coming up this Saturday, March 2nd, here at the church. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. And no, no one's paying me to say that. I am shameless, yes. But the deacons organize these work parties so that we as a church can get a lot done in a short amount of time. It's quite effective. And this church that God has blessed us with is a means of blessing others as well. So may we be willing, as we are able, to give of our time and our money to support our deacons and elders And find ways to minister to and through this local expression of the body of Christ.
Christ at Grace Covenant. And that brings us to fourthly see that we ought to imitate them. The desire for all of us as Christ followers to be more, is to be more like Christ Jesus, isn't it? It should be. And it should be noted that Jesus Christ was the greatest example of a deacon. He was a servant. He was full of mercy, ever and always benevolent. And he is not only our elder elder, but he is the greater deacon as well. So then we should seek to follow his example. But Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And so there's a good principle for us to follow. And our deacons are worth imitating precisely because they aim to imitate Christ in his service to his bride. We then ought to imitate them, our deacons, as they aim to imitate Christ. And this means that for the other men in the church specifically, when you read 1 Timothy 3 and see the qualifications listed there for both deacon and overseer, might you ask yourself, am I aiming to live out these qualifications in my own life? Paul begins here in this passage by saying that anyone who desires to be an overseer desires a noble task, a good work. Well, I think we could likewise say that he who desires to serve the elders of the church and to serve the Lord's people in the church also desires a good and noble work. That's how we should approach that passage. Lord, make us more like our deacons. And fifthly and finally, we ought to pray for them. Excuse me. That was the first point. We ought to pray for more of them. If we recognize that God gives deacons as a gift and a blessing to his church, and I hope we do recognize that, why wouldn't we want to pray for more of those blessings and gifts to his church? I recently shared with someone that I would love to see an army of deacons here at Grace Covenant Church someday, men who like our current deacons, love the Lord and his people, who serve the Lord faithfully and his people willingly and who give the Lord's people that model of Christ-like service worth imitating. And I want to take this moment to impress this thought upon the men of Grace Covenant Church. Do you, do you see yourself uh, attaining to or seeking to uh, chase after the qualifications that are listed in 1 Timothy 3 of an overseer or a deacon? I'd encourage you to ask God for wisdom in that. And if you do, please speak to your elders about the possibility of serving this church someday as an officer. So that's our five-part charge as a congregation. And some of the responsibilities to our church officers here at Grace Covenant, namely our deacons, to pray for Jake and all of our deacons, to encourage them in the work of their ministry, to support them in their labors, primarily by contributing to the needs of the saints, uh, but also of our giving our time to pray for more of them, to imitate them, excuse me, in their spiritual qualities and their labors for the Lord, and to pray for more of them, since the office of deacon is a blessing to his church. And may the Lord continue to bless our church. May he bless our deacons now, including our brother Jake. May he continue to bless all of us as a congregation. Give us much wisdom and grace, and may Christ receive all the glory from it. Amen. Covenantal questions for...
the congregation, but the candidate first. So, Jake, you now have the opportunity to do some talking. Short answers would uh, suffice in the affirmative. (laughs) And here they are, these four important questions for our candidate. Jake Sullivan, do you believe that in the call of this congregation, God himself is calling you to this holy office of deacon? I do believe. Question number two, do you believe the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be the inerrant word of God and the only infallible rule of faith and practice? Amen. Yes, I do. Question three, do you sincerely Receive, adopt, and fully subscribe the confession of faith of this church, the Second London Baptist Confession, as containing the system of doctrine taught in the Holy Scriptures. Yes, I do. And then question four. Do you promise to perform the work of your office faithfully in a manner worthy of your calling and in humble submission to the Constitution, government, and discipline of this church in full reliance on the Holy Spirit? By the Lord's grace and mercy, I do. Amen. Now, if you turn around and face the congregation, and I would like to ask the the church if you'd please stand as I now direct these questions to you, and uh, members, uh, please respond, hopefully in the affirmative. Uh, Do you, the members of Grace Covenant Church, in the name of the Lord, Pledge to receive Jake Sullivan as your new deacon as appointed by Christ. And secondly, do you promise to give Jake the honor, encouragement, cooperation, and support to which this office entitles him and esteem him highly in love because of his work in the Lord? And then third, do you promise to pray for Jake's wisdom, encouragement, spiritual growth, sanctification, and preservation in this office. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Jake, if you'll now come up and uh, take a seat while the elders come with uh, prayer and uh, the laying on of hands. We will commend this man to the Lord. Let's pray. Blessed Lord, thank you so much for raising this man up that he might serve the people of the Lord at Grace Covenant Church in this precious office as deacon, following in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ, who came as that suffering servant, that he laid his life down Uh, for the sake, the benefit, the welfare of his bride, the church. And we thank you, Lord, that this same spirit is in Jake Sullivan, desire to serve, to help wherever the need may arise, and uh, the encouragement, the zeal, the enthusiasm that this man has uh, for the people of the Lord and for the work of Christ. Uh, We thank you for the growth that we have seen in his life 
as a man of God, as a husband who loves his wife, as a father who manages his household, and as a brother who encourages one another in the faith. Lord, we commend them to you. Uh, we ask, Lord, that uh, your favor, your grace, your protection would be with him and that you will so bless him with wisdom and discernment and insight as he conducts the responsibilities that go with this office, knowing that there will be times when he may not be sure what course to take in helping someone who is a stranger and seeking to uh, determine uh, certain courses, whether it be in, in the meetings or just on the fly from week to week or here at the church on the Lord's Day. Uh, Lord, we ask that you would be pleased to give this brother the prudence and the discernment, uh, the wisdom from on high that he might conduct himself in a way that would honor Christ and bring great blessing to the people of the Lord here and beyond the four walls of this church. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our Father God, we do thank you for raising up men like our brother Jake to serve your flock and help the elders tend to the needs of your sheep. We thank you, Lord, for showing us that great example in Christ Jesus himself of what a deacon ought to look like in mercifully uh, doling out mercy and being uh, a loving and kind servant to others. Lord, we thank you for those qualities that we have in our deacons and now in our brother Jake that we have seen and we have uh, affirmed by a, by a voice of the church, the mind of Christ speaking through the church. Lord, we thank you for Jake and for his family and we do pray for your blessing to be upon them, for your protection to be over them and their household. We specifically pray for Christina and the kids that you would give them an amount of patience as their husband and father has new responsibilities maybe coming his way, Lord, as he may have to take more phone calls and answer more emails, attend more meetings, help even more people as his calling uh, allows him to do and, and has called him to do, we pray that you will give them a great deal of uh, grace and mercy in their, in their household. Be with Jake as he manages uh, so many things from being a husband and a father to uh, being an employee and uh, a member of the church and now a deacon. We pray that you would give him uh, much wisdom, that you would help him to be shrewd as a serpent at times and also innocent as a dove as we're all called to do. We pray that you would uh, protect him spiritually, watch over him, keep him from uh, sin in his life, help him to continue to daily look to Jesus and rest in the accomplished work of Christ in his active and passive obedience on his behalf, on all of our behalves who know you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the gift of the diaconate. And we thank you for Jake, and we pray for him tonight. Help us to be a praying church to continue to pray for our deacons and our elders. Help us to pray for one another and to bear one another's burdens and help us to look for ways to do good to all people, but especially those of the household of faith. We thank you, Lord, for this time we have to celebrate with our brother what you were doing in the life of Grace Covenant Church. Uh, may we give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Dear God, our Father, our triune God, we worship you and thank you that you have given to your church 
all that is necessary to conduct the work that you have given to your church, pastors and deacons, most of all, your Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, that you have raised up a wonderful group of deacons in our church. We ask, God, that Jake would fit in with them, be able to join hands with them quickly and effectively. We thank you, Lord, how he brings gifts and wisdom and experience to that board. We thank you, O God, that we have seen him over the years grow like a great mustard seed growing quickly and spreading out. I've been so pleased, O God, as we all have to see him uh, demonstrate his love for God's word, his desire to see souls saved, his uh, polemic and apologetic prowess, and his patience and love. I thank you, God, that we have seen his love for his wife and family. We thank you, God, for his testimony among his family and among his in-laws. We thank you, God, that he has served this church already in so many ways, along with Christina, and we are very grateful to you, O oh God, for giving us this brother, and we pray that you would pour out your spirit upon him, that you would protect him, that you would empower him, that you would give him courage, that you would grant him wisdom, that he would increase in knowledge of your word, that he would increase in his love for your church, that he would continue to love his family and his children, and that you would equip him in every way, O oh God, to serve your church, and that in the eternity to come, when we stand before the Lamb and we worship him in awe, we would be thankful for the many blessings that you have given us, including this brother and uh, all who serve you, O oh God. We look forward to the coming days. Most of all, we look forward to the resurrection and to everlasting life with our Savior, that we can all rejoice and say that the Lamb has overcome. May God be praised and Jesus Christ be given all the glory. In his name we pray, amen. Let us give a warm welcome to our newest deacon, Jake Sullivan. Lord is